Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless.
right there. See, because I hope I'm not the only one that's in love with Jesus. See, we want to be some radical Jesus lovers in the house. Amen. If I'm the only one. You want to lift the radicalness inside of you. See, because we got people looking at us and they say, they say they are Christian, but I can't tell. They say they living for God, but I can't tell. But see, when you put God in the midst of everything, people can't help but see the power of God on you. So we're declaring that in the house today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And see, the Lord is just really wanting us to understand the covenant of his relationship with us. We're in a covenant relationship with him. Yes, we are. If y'all don't understand what a covenant relationship means, my God, it is a binding contract. Binding contract. Yes. Unbreakable. Binding. His love is binding. Yes, it is. But guess what? God got all his promises. She said, yes, what? Yeah. <laughs> but God said he got everything in this, in this word. Yes. His promises. Yes. So you can stand on the promise when you are in a covenant relationship with God. And it don't matter what the enemy got to say. It don't matter who comes up against you. Because all you got to do is understand the power of his word. Which is a living word. Mm -hmm. We serve a living God. Hallelujah. And he has a covenant relationship with you. But guess what? This is only as good as you picking it up. Yes. And living by the word of God. Because yes. if it sits on your tablecloth. Or excuse me your table. Your coffee table. Or sits in your car. Mm -hmm. It's no good. Mm -hmm. But when you take the word of God. And you begin to understand. This word is about who I am. So I want to do everything that I can to be in a good covenant relationship with my God. He said, now I got all the promises for you. But guess what? There's a stipulation. Even the prophetic word that has been placed upon your life, every prophecy, God says, you got to do your part. I'm going to do mine, but you're going to have to do your part. Y'all ready to do your part? Amen. Amen. So let's get to the word of God. Amen. Romans 12 and 2. Hallelujah. If you have it, say, I have it. Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we can be in the world but not be of the world and we can stand for righteousness and holiness because that's what the Lord is saying. He wants us to present ourselves as a living sacrifice for him. Why? Because he's a living God. Amen? Amen. So consecration, I want to give y'all a little definition for that. If y'all have some paper, y'all can write this down because there's some, some important definitions that you're going to need to understand in your disciple walk with God. 
We already talked about the covenant is an agreement or a contract with God. Amen? Amen. But we got to do our part. In order for the promise of God to, to be active and alive in our life, we got to do our part. And God said, don't worry about what I'm going to do because I'm God. Don't worry about what I'm going to do because I'm God all by myself. Amen. But if you want me to be activated in your life, you're going to have to do your part. What is our part? Anybody know? Be obedient. That's part of the part, being obedient. Praising him. Faithfulness. Prayer life. Fasting. Meditating on the word of God. See, all those things are designed for us to be spiritual discipline and to walk with God. Because a lot of us don't really understand how important that is. We don't have the tools, and you all gonna be have you gonna have your tools if you're in this house, amen. But Christians need to understand that there's tools. There's there's things that we need to do to understand that we have got to begin to meditate on the word of God. It says to study on the word of God, meditate on his word day and night. So when the enemy tries to present itself, you can present the word of God back with him and be like, boom, that's the word of God. I don't care what you say to me. This is the word of God, and I'm standing on his word. Consecration. My God, we talked about wor worship this morning. So consecration is really putting yourself on the altar for God and saying, Lord, have your way. You can do whatever you need to do inside of me. My body belongs to you. I might possess it. I might be in it, but my body and everything about me belongs to you. So that's an act of worship when you say, Lord, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. I'm not going to be conformed to, to, to what's popping in the world, but I want to be popping what's going on in the kingdom. Because I want everlasting life with you. Consecration is an act of worship. It's dedication. It's sanctifying yourself to be set apart. See, when you set yourself apart from the world, then people begin to identify that you must not be of the world because you're speaking differently, you're talking differently, you're walking differently. There's something different about you. Yes? Amen. See, because if we got two of the same kind... But when you got something that is opposite from God, it's noticeable. And guess what? Even the enemy knows. So how much more of those that are trying to live right, searching after God, and they looking at you. They looking at how you, you take and twist and turn the word of God. And they're looking about how the way that you dress. They're looking at the foul things that come out of your mouth. That's being conformed to the world. And that's not what God wants. He wants you to be a living example. He wants you to, to show that I've got something greater on the inside of me. I'm walking in the identity of Christ. You guys looking real bland right there. So do you guys understand the position and the authority when he says do not be conformed? Mm -hmm. See, because really we're supposed to be shift atmosphere changers. Amen. Yes. Right? Amen. It don't matter what's going on, what's happening. When we enter into the room because of the identity, the authority that we possess, 
Things got to shift and change when we show up on the scene. People on our job could be acting a fool. Our families could be acting totally crazy. But when we come up on the scene, people got to know that we've been with God. You'd be like, oh, I was about to trip, but then I'm going to go ahead and settle down. Things just begin to shift and people, you know, their mouth begin to just shut because there's nothing more that they can say. Because you've been with God. And when you've been with God, there's a demonstration about your love. There's a demonstration about your life because they see. Yes. I can't really mess with them like that. I see they're not bending. They standing on the word of God. They, they sitting up right. They, they act like they got some authority or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to mess with them today. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Even Jesus had to do in the wilderness. Right. But guess what? When Jesus said what he said, do not test the word of God. He left. He left him for a season. So that means you guys got to start professing the word of God. Regardless of what's going on and what's happening, the word of God is what, that's our covenant with God. Don't allow nothing to come in between your covenant with God. Amen. Let's go to First Thessalonians 5.23. We were talking about consecration and making ourselves holy before God. And see, sometimes our feel-good message is not always appropriate for what God has because sometimes those exact tools that you need as a reminder to put you back in proper position so that you can go ahead and stand on the word of God and begin to understand that that word of God has to penetrate into you. And the word of God of 1 Thessalonians says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may our whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. So we got to understand that we're spirits. We live in a body and we have a soul. Which consists of our mind, will, and our emotions. Amen? Amen. But the word of God is holy. Which means our body and our mind must be holy. And if you don't know what that means, that means stop watching some of the junk that you've been watching. I'm guilty. (laughs) Stop listening to some of the junk that you've been listening to. Right? Because we start entertaining some of that junk and what becomes inside of us is what we've already been entertaining, which is the pattern of the world. So in order for us to get right with the Lord, we got to get into his word so that his word can get inside of us so that we can begin to walk and be a demonstration of his word. Come on, y'all. Because it's only good as it is if you don't use it. But that word becomes a living thing inside of you. And God says, I want you to worship me. That's a part of your covenant relationship with me. I want you to consecrate yourself. I want you to begin to meditate on my word. I want you to begin fasting. And I want you to begin praying because your spirit will begin to line up with me. Your spirit cannot line up with God if you all over the place doing stuff. Being busy and not doing anything but being busy for the enemy. God says, get into my presence with worship. 
Get into my presence with meditation. Get into my presence with prayer. Oh, and you're just going to watch and see things begin to shift and change in your life. Too many times because Christians are sitting back and we're not seeing the product of the living word of the God that we serve inside of our life. We're not seeing the power of God inside the church anymore. Because the people of God are not doing their part in the covenant relationship. See, because if you do your part, God is going to do what? His part. It's a relationship. God can't just show up on the scene by himself. He said, I'm right here. You ready? You ready to do my will? Because I'm going to do my part. Are you going to do your part? Amen. Are we ready to do our part? Because God doesn't have time to sit back and wonder whether or not you're going to understand the authority that's already placed on the inside of you. See, God's been ready to bless you. He's ready to do something in your life. But see, you keep holding on to some grudges. You keep holding on to some junk in the past. And you won't let that thing go. God says, come before me. See, you want me to forgive you. But you won't forgive your brother or your sister for what they've done to you. See, because I got to do my part, but if you sitting back holding on to grudges and unforgiveness, God can't do nothing with that because that's not of him. So don't come to God and say, Lord, where were you? No, God says, where were you? No, where were you? I've been here all the time. Stop calling on my name when you're in distress. You need to call on me when you're happy. You need to call on me when you're discouraged. You need to call on me when finances are all lining up. You need to call on me regardless of the situation at hand. Don't call on me when things are looking pretty sour in your life. Then all of a sudden you want me to show up like a genie. That's not my covenant relationship with you. Where are you? Because I've been here all the time. Sitting on my word. See, because if you begin to profess the word of God, he won't know if that word of God is coming from him. All he knows is, is it's his word. Yes. And he's sending angels on assignment to, to make his word manifest into your life. Because yes. he heard his word coming out your mouth. Yes. People of God, please understand the position. And the power that you have inside of you. See, you ought to be kind of joyous right there. Because the one good thing about God, no matter how much, how many times we done messed up, if you recognize for who he is, and you give honor to him, and you continue to worship him, regardless of where you're at, God says, I'll pick you up, my daughter. I'll pick you up, my son. I don't care what you did, because I know your heart, because you've been spending time with me. You never want God to say, ooh, mm -mm, I never knew you. Yeah, you went to church. Yeah, you, you, you did. You may have even showed up on the praise team. Yeah. But you never spent time with me. You didn't, you didn't value the covenant relationship that we have. You didn't consecrate yourself. You allowed yourself to be entertained with filth and dirt. And you never came to me and asked me to forgive you. 
We can't do this, y'all. Life is too precious. And if we're in the house of God today, there's something about us that says, Lord, I love you. I didn't get dressed for nothing. I came because I need to hear a word. Like I said, sometimes the word of God might be a little harsh. But guess what? He loves you. He loves you. And he wouldn't chastise you or he wouldn't show you direction if he didn't love you. So we have to get into the position and understand our life has to be disciplined. We got to get trained up. We got to get built up because guess what? Demonic forces are out there being trained and built up to, to come against you. Oh, they warring soldiers for real. But I declare on today that this house, we about to get geared up in the spirit of things. We about to put our armor on. We're going to understand the position that we hold. We're going to understand the mantle of what God's glory is and understand his anointing and understand his power. Yes, yes. See, that way you can be proud when you say, yeah. I follow Christ, that's right. I don't care who y'all following out there, but I'm following Christ. And guess what? It ain't. It's time for us to stop being lukewarm. One foot over there. Turn up the heat. Y'all want to be turned up for the world. Then you want to come on Sunday and pretend and be turned up for God. Come on, y'all. Let's get real. God does know your heart. People love to throw that. God knows my heart. Yeah, he sure do. He sure do. Amen. We all get filthy at times, but guess what? We serve a God that says, I love you in spite of yourself. Just come to me and let me wash you up. Come to me and let my word clean you up. Come to me and, and be in the presence of my worship. Let me love on you and you love on me. And you begin to understand that that's a relationship that can't no man on earth give you. It's solid. It's solid. And it's, he's so solid, y'all. He's solid as this rock right here. Can't nothing permeate through this rock. But the power. And that's what God does. I just thank God today. I thank him today because who the enemy is just running rampant and he don't want the people of God to be transformed. Oh my God, he doesn't want you to be transformed. He wants to hear all the filth and the junk to come out your mouth. See, you spending time with God, there's no way... All kind of cursed words should be coming out your mouth. Spending time with God, you shouldn't be tripping and cursing people out your mouth. All the time you've been spending with God, you should be trying to bless somebody. We got to learn to bless. Even in the midst. Don't mean that you got to call them and be their best friend. It just be like, I, I don't want no blood on my hands. Yes, yes, yes. 
I don't want no blood on my hand. So I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure my heart is right. So we're not going to hate nothing except for those things that God hates. That keeps us in covenant relationship with God. I'm going to hate what you hate, God. You hate that? Okay, I hate that too. Oh, God, you love that, God? I love that too, God. Amen? So we just want to be in a constant movement of a relationship with God. We just want to just know that he's right there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. They said that when you are transformed, people ought to see a dramatic change in you. Because then they know you've been transformed. They know you've been spending time with God. Amen. They know that the things that fall out your mouth is like, ooh, she different. She transformed. Oh, he different. He ain't doing the same kind of stuff he used to do. Okay. I see the power of God moving in his life. Amen. So we just thank God that we're going to continue to live in a, a state of sanctification and knowing and understanding that it ain't got nothing to do about being boring. No, no, no. To be holy doesn't mean it has to be boring. It just means that you got to be set apart. Because in order to be holy and set apart, God can't get you to the next level of what he's trying to do in your life. Putting you into proper leadership position, making you move and operate in the ministry that he has for you. If you're holding on to a whole bunch of stuff, you don't want to spend time with God. You don't want to give with God. You think everything about God is born until you're ready for him. It don't work that way. No, no. He's got to be priority in our life. Yes, yes. See, you put God first and he'd be like, okay, I'm going to put you first too. Oh, you need something? You need me to... I'm right there. Because you know how to call on my name any time of the day. Amen? God, I thank you. I want to give you guys another scripture, Philippians 4, 6. Just write it down so that you can go back over these scriptures. There's one more. Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's part of the covenant relationship with God. Amen. That means we've got to pray. We can't just read the word and then worship and not pray. Or pray, not read the word of God, and not live it. It's a, it's a combination of things that we're responsible for. Then we've got Joshua 1 and 8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Didn't the word of God earlier said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world? So if you stay in the book of the law, if you keep the word of God in your mouth, then you'll be on the right track. It says, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. See, all that is allowing the Holy Spirit to activate your spirit, man. Y'all know we spirits, right? Living in a body and we have a soul. So all we got to do is get reconnected back to the word of God and our spirit man will be activated. 
Then you begin to feel good about worship. Because sometimes you don't feel like it. I don't feel like it right now. I mean, I feel like it, but I don't, you know. No. You start spending time with God and activate that Holy Spirit inside of you. Ooh, things begin to shift and change. And then you begin to wonder why all of a sudden you got tears flowing. You can't understand why you've got so much joy. You can't understand why all of a sudden the things that you was worried about five minutes ago, oh, it's obsolete. You don't even care what you was worrying about. He said, don't be anxious about nothing, but by prayer, giving him his thanks, giving him his props in your life. Oh, he's an almighty God. Oh, he's an almighty God. Come on, y'all. Let's just begin to praise him right there. Think about what he has done for you in spite of yourself. He's a good God, and I just glorify him. I just give him praise in every direction, oh God. I thank you for what you're doing, God, in our life, Lord. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you. God, I thank you that today, that the spirit man inside of your people today will be activated like never before. Yes, Father. That their vision will be clear. That they will understand everything that you have inside of them. Guess what? For your glory, God, so I know you're going to do it. So we thank you for releasing your power over your people today. We thank you, God, that you're, you're doing something inside of them that they begin to question what the purpose that they have in their life. They don't understand. But, God, I thank you for the direction that as they begin to spend more time with you, Lord, that your spirit will begin to move and activate something on the inside of them like never before. I just thank you, God. I just thank you, Lord, that you're moving and you're activating inside of us something like never before. And we thank you, God, that we serve a living God. So we shall come to you, Lord, and say, have your way in our living life. Because we give honor to him because he woke us up this morning. So we're living as well. So there's much more for us to do because we woke up this morning. So our purpose did not die last night. See, right there, I shouldn't have to tell you, but you ought to be giving God a hand clap of praise. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He gave you breath today. Yes, he did. He gave you breath today. Yes. And he gave you life today. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, it's just something about it. Mm. It's something about when God comes on the scene and begins to change and shift the atmosphere of things in our life. See, I don't know about you, but there's something about the Holy Ghost that when he comes in to arrest you, there's something about the fact that you feel peace in your life. Yes, Lord. Oh, it just feels so good. When you get into the presence of God. And you don't care how crazy you might look to somebody. You can keep looking at me crazy if you want to. But I serve a God who's a good God. See, I don't care whether or not you're feeling fickle or tickle at this moment. But when I serve God, I serve him wholeheartedly. I've been through too much. And he done brought me through too much. For me not to praise his name. Jesus. You brought me through too much. 
For me not to glorify you, God. For whatever I have done, God, I want to be in a good standing relationship with you. I want to be in a good covenant relationship with you. I don't want my mind being lukewarm and wavering by every doctrine and every wind that comes my way. Because your word is a sustaining word. And it's meant to get you from point A to point Z, from Z and back to A again if it need be. And everything all in the middle, God feels that as well. We just thank God. God, I thank you that you're releasing, Lord God. Your power in this house today, God. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you, God. Do me a favor. You're going to play some music. Play that one that was... Um, there was another song, just a little bit more upbeat. Amen. Amen. For those that are able to stand, let's just... just, just if you got to take your shoes off, just take them off. Get real comfortable in the spirit of God right now. Thank you, God. I need you guys just to think about what God has done for you and just begin to just praise him right there. Just begin to praise him. Begin to glorify him. Begin to give him his honor that is due. See, because we get out of the world, we be loud mouthed and do all that kind of stuff. Then we want to sit back and act like we shy when it comes before God. Stop playing with God. Stop it. We just glorify him on today. Amen. Release in us, God, your power. Release your authority in our life, God. We want to be radical for you, God. Loose. Come on, y'all. Don't you want to praise him for the rest of your days? That ought to be a joy and put a pep in your step right there. Yeah. We lift our hands to give you the glory. We lift our hands to give you the praise. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Yes, we will praise you for the rest of our days. See, I ain't saying but the song said it. If you love him, open up your mouth and praise him. Our hands in the sanctuary. 